The views and opinions expressed in the Hide and Seek podcast are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the views, positions, or opinions of the host or contributors. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, everyone. This is Sarah. Most of you know me from the Hide and Seek podcast discussion group on Facebook. Do you enjoy the Hide and Seek podcast? Would you like to show your support? Head over to Apple iTunes, leave us a five-star review, and follow us so you never miss an episode. You can interact with us as well as share your thoughts, ideas, and theories on this season's episodes by joining the Hide and Seek Podcast Discussion Group. Find us by searching Hide and Seek Podcast Discussion Group on Facebook. The following podcast may contain strong language, and is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Sweet dreams are made of this. 24-Hour News Aid's Brady Gillum went to Sturgis tonight to speak with the missing woman's mother about what may have happened to her daughter. I can tell you where she most likely is. I hadn't seen anybody that I felt comfortable saying anything to until today. The stories they tell are pretty They're pretty freaking gruesome. I kept all the text messages, Facebook messages, the messages between me and Brittany. I have all of them. I have everything. I told them, I said, I'll kill all them motherfuckers and I was going to have my people fucking take care of it. I'll just say Brittany's name out of nowhere just to see what somebody says. Because this little town around here would be hard to hide something like that. Because eventually everything comes out. To me, some days I don't believe anything happened to her. I think she's just love. This is Hide and Seek, Season 3. I'm your host, James Basinger. Hey guys, in the last episode, you heard Ashley fail the polygraph. The situation got really tense, really fast. The results of the examination showed that overall, her answers were 94% deceptive. Brad's expertise and years of experience were apparent during both polygraph examinations. Here's Sarah with a little more information about the formulation of pre-interview questions. There are control questions and relevant questions. There are other types, but for now, we'll stick with these two. Control questions are used for the purposes of comparison. Relevant questions are questions that directly relate to the topic under investigation. In this case, Relevant questions will be the questions that directly relate to the disappearance of Brittany Wallace. 
The responses to both control and relevant questions are compared to one another. We could consider control questions to be questions that determine a person's baseline arousal. It is important to note that control questions like relevant questions can vary in breadth and type. One of the distinctions among control questions is whether a question is inclusive or exclusive. So inclusive control questions are questions that include the specific incident being investigated. For example, an inclusive control question in the investigation of a case of theft would be something like, have you ever stolen money from someone? On the other hand, exclusive control questions cover a period of time not including the incident under investigation. For example, before the age of 25, did you ever take without permission anything of value? Each examination is done for different purposes. Examiners are all different, and each examiner will use the technique they've found that works best. So the control questions as well as relevant questions will vary. Control questions are questions for which the responses are designed to be compared to the responses to relevant questions. Control questions are designed to be arousing for the innocent subjects, meaning those who are not being deceptive in their answers to the relevant questions. For the purposes of comparison to responses to relevant questions, there are also irrelevant questions. Examples are things like, is today Monday? Or are you sitting down? Is your shirt purple? Irrelevant questions are questions believed to have no or very little emotional impact on a subject. These questions can be used as an indicator of the subject's baseline level of arousal. In some occasions, irrelevant questions are also used to provide a kind of rest period for the subject. In both Jessica and Ashley's examinations, you heard control questions that varied between inclusive and exclusive, relevant and control. Keep in mind that the control questions are not the focus, but rather tools to determine the subject's baseline. The focus should be centered on the four relevant questions to the investigation of Brittany Wallace. This means the subject is being scored, for lack of a better term, on their answers specifically pertaining to the disappearance of Brittany Wallace. Ashley said she wanted to go home, and as much as I would have liked to continue the conversation, when someone says they want to go home, you do just that. You take them home. I had questions for Brad after the examination was over, but they're going to have to wait. Ashley's already in the car waiting for us. I open the car door, and it's like the Arctic cold rushes over me. The mood is edgy. I think all three of us are anxious. It's a volatile situation, and I'm trying to assess things. Ethan sits in the back, Ashley in the passenger seat. It's a 45-minute ride back to Chuck's. Ashley is furiously typing on her phone, fingernails tapping against the screen. The ride starts out in silence. I break it and ask Ashley to help me understand what just happened. 
I'm saying doesn't make sense. But I'm not saying it any less clearly than I know how. I cannot truthfully say no, I don't know. Because I do. I just need to figure out which one it is. Give me yours and which of the, of the ones you say once, I guess, if you I mean for you to say of the ones that there is, the one. The one I feel the strongest about is Eric fucking Glide. And listen to the audio between you, him, and JJ. And, and, and yeah, the three of you. I admit, I talked to Glide He's about the fir- first mention of Chuck's name and those names. You find out why he said those names, and you're going to get somewhere. Why who? Who said those names? Eric Glide. He said those names of who? You said Chuck. Joey, Chuck, Don, and Les. But you're with... So... I don't understand what, what is what is Eric Lyon mentioning those names. He's you think all those guys are involved? No. Do you think it's Eric trying to pin it on them? Yes. He was given those names for some reason. Why? That's what I'm trying to find out. He told me it was his neighbor. His neighbor what? Behind him. That girl came over and he was talking about it and then he told you because you were asking about it and he was telling you from the perspective of what she was saying, like, yeah, that girl. She was, or he was explaining to you what had happened to her, but because it was coming from the neighbor that lived behind him, there was a girl after learning, I forgot it, recording the conversation. I don't know. But, like, make, just, can we stop for a second with, like, moving on into the investigative part? Like, I'm trying to no, understand because this, Ashley, because the question this is... This is the last time I'm ever going to be called a liar. I'm not calling you a liar. I'm going no, to No, that lie. motherfucker did. And I told you why. What? The body responds a certain way when you lie. I don't fully believe I'm telling the truth when I say no because I think I do. So I can't logically be telling the truth if I say no. Dude, I'm on your side. I don't think you are because you're your siding with him. I felt it. I knew I was I knew what was happening physiologically in me when he asked it. I can't explain that to him because that just looks like I'm trying to circumvent shit. Hear me out, but this is what you do. Is I understand the position that you're in. I get the gal. I can sympathize. No, you don't. That's my best fucking friend. Let me finish, okay? I can sympathize with you for for the position that you're in right now, okay? I can sympathize with you. You gotta understand with those scores and the way that those things came up, your mindset of I feel like I know who did it and all of that, like, I want you to know, like, I can fucking help you. The words have left my mouth many times. I have to find out what I know that I don't know I know. That's what's putting me in danger. How do you not know if you don't know you know? I mean, how how does that that mean? I have so much information that I clearly have something damning on someone that I haven't put together yet because I can't put it together because I'm not from this fucking world and I don't understand all the shit that happens here. I'm still green to the whole meth game, the meth world. I'm putting the pieces together as I go or I'm trying to. How do I have people I can talk to because nobody wants to help? Because they don't want to be put in danger. So I'm trying to figure this shit out on my own. And you can't do that when you're not from the drug world and you're trying to figure out the drug world.
back me all you. I can't give you what I don't have. Like, um, I'm, I'm begging you from a place of... You can go can all psychological me. angles on me. I cannot give you something I can't give you. Can I just say something? I can, I, I can help you. That's fine. But you're... But I don't feel like I'm getting truth from you. Everyone's that was before today. That was before the polygraph. That was before him telling all this stuff. That was before all this. You have this much of what I have. Hey, I've been Ashley, telling you that. Ashley, I, what I want are the stuff about when it comes to Britney's Facebook stuff. You want to put that whole deleting conversation to rest? Send me everything on Britney's Facebook. Not yours. I did. I didn't see your conversation. No, because it's not in there. And yeah. I brought that up from the fucking beginning. Where is it at? Why? I don't know. But you have the conversations between you and her? Because my Facebook hasn't been deleted. So send me what you have of your conversations with her. Only. trying to understand though how when you did the printout why it didn't come out with hers when you did the printout it was it's, on july 7th the right? only messages that are in her shit are the ones that were archived because whoever did it didn't know how to access the archived messages so those were still in there what you sent me i have the archive the inbox request yes i have all those that's what i'm saying whoever deleted her messages did it from messenger and didn't have any clue about how to log in from the web browser to get to the archive messages because back then and do those messages have you in them no she only archived sheldon and cage if that were me her account would be so fucking clear and wiped because I know all this shit. Out to Christina. Hopefully, I'll talk to you soon. Wow, 
she fucking failed like hard. With the questions that I told him to ask, she just boom. She's always got an answer for something. She's always an answer for for the timestamps or the, you know, that she's got it, but she didn't send it. And then she said she sent it, but she didn't send it. And then the days that the last time she saw her changed. And then the last time she was contacted changed. And that wasn't really Brit, but she wasn't live. It wasn't her on the Facebook, though. Like... Probably, because they're not. You hear that Ashley says she now feels strongly that Eric Glide is responsible for Brittany's disappearance. During the ride, I told Ashley I was going to go talk to Glide later tonight. I asked her, 
Do you have any questions I should ask Glide? Ashley was silent. If you feel strongly about his involvement, please explain. And help me understand why you feel this way. The only thing I hear from her is that Glide mentioned a few names that she says would lead somewhere. Nothing else. The only name I hear Glide confirm in the recording Ashley and JJ secretly took was Chuck Allen, who just so happens to be your current boyfriend. To refresh everyone's memory, Glide doesn't recall Chuck's full name at first. He just keeps repeating that it's a real boring name. When Ashley and JJ finally bring up the name Chuck Allen, Glide says, yeah, that's him. Glide didn't say he knew Chuck was involved in Britney's disappearance. What he did say was that he was told this information from a neighbor of his. So the various names that are mentioned during the recording come from Ashley and JJ. Quoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. During the drive back to drop off Ashley, you heard me ask Ashley directly about the Facebook download she provided, showing only her accessing Brittany's account since her disappearance. Ashley claims that she has proof that Jessica was in Brittany's account. She claims Jessica was farming out the account. Ashley claims that she has a conversation between her and Christina. You may recall Christina from episode one, proving that Jessica was in Brittany's account. During our drive back to Chuck's, Ashley forwards me the screenshot she claims to be proof of this. When I get back to the Airbnb, I have an opportunity to read the screenshot Ashley sent me. Ashley. She's told everyone from the beginning that was all she got from Sheldon and that she took them straight to the police. Christina. But she says you had it before her. Ashley. Negative. And I have proof she was in those accounts at least six months before I was. Christina. She did take it to the police. I was there when she gave it to them. But I believe she took some out of it. Ashley but telling everyone it was me. Christina. Yeah, I know for a fact she deleted some things. Ashley. Yeah, again, 
telling everyone I did. Christina. Like the screenshots I probably still have in my cloud somewhere of Brittany saying her mom is fucking her boyfriend and others. Instead of fooling around, I go straight to the source and call Christina. Whatever we talk about, I'm asking you, please keep it between us. Yes, sir. Absolutely. So I had Jessica come over here, and I, this was all planned. It's been planned for a while. Okay. And part of Jessica, you know, you've been, you've kept it with me, and you've said from the beginning, like, I don't think she had anything to do with it. I don't think she was mother of the year. I get why people have their opinions about her, but I just have a hard time thinking that this mother's doing all these things if she was really responsible. Right. Let's get to the bottom of it. Did you have anything to do with it? I've had my awkward, uncomfortable conversations with her. And I won't, but like, let's, what are your thoughts about a polygraph? Just to see what she says. She'll take it. That's when she said back in August when I was here. Okay. She's all for it. She said she's been willing to do it. So I'm back and I'm like, let's do it. She gets here, boom, jumps in the chair, we take off, camera's rolling, everything's rolling, audio's rolling. Come back, my polygraph guy looks at me, immediately shakes his head. Pass, line colors, no problems. Not one, not it's low end, like, nothing. I'm going back to Jessica having access to these accounts. You didn't physically see that. The only thing that you saw was the post was gone. Are you sure? I don't know. I'm trying to even remember. I'm pretty sure we had stories at that time, like where things were there and then they would disappear after so long. You're sure this was a post that had been there since October, you think, and it was there when she went missing and then you went back to see it and it was gone. And you feel like this all happened in December of 2018? Yeah. Here's what you need to know. Christina recalls a post made by Brittany in October of 2018 and reference to Jessica and Cage, her ex-boyfriend, sleeping together. Christina takes notice and takes a screenshot of the post. After Brittany disappears, sometime in December of 2018, Christina notices that that post is no longer there. When Jessica and I were, we were hanging pretty tight there for a minute because we were like going and searching for Brittany as much as I could because of course I was working in December holidays at the post office are like crazy so the best I could do was after I got out of work and we only had so much daylight so I could only do it on the days I wasn't working or after work but she would come to my house she was probably there a good four or five times there was even a news crew that came to my house and sat her in my living room and talked to her but one of the nights she came there she brought me i have a picture <gasps> i have a picture of a book or a bible that she brought and i think that was the night that i had that conversation with her about that picture so that will help me with the time frame of when she got the notebook. Because I think she had the notebook already at that point. That will help me. Then I'll be then I'll know when to look in my messages. Okay. Yeah, I have I mean, a picture of a book that was Brittany's that she brought over. 
and I took a picture of it because I wanted to remember so that I could read that book. The news crew came over after that. Okay. I'm going to say it was probably a couple of weeks after that. Okay. This is all us assuming that Jessica did access the account and went and logged in onto the account and deleted She did. I, I don't know that she deleted it, but she definitely logged into her account and was going through stuff. On which account? I know that for a fact. Which account? Well, I know she went through her Facebook account because she told me she logged into her stuff. So I know she had been in it. Now, I don't know which one for Are sure. Are you sure it was a Facebook account, I, though? Uh, yeah, it was a Facebook. Because I remember her telling me that she felt like Sheldon or Ashley or Eric had changed the passwords to everything because she couldn't get into them. But I do remember her telling me that she was able to get into something. And I'm pretty sure it was a Facebook account. Okay. And this is her daughter. So let me let me say this. This is her daughter. And she knows her well enough to know like keywords and stuff like that. And so how do you think we were able to access her phone account? Like I'm the one that accessed it. I'm the one that did it I, because of Jessica telling me specific things of how I don't even remember how I did it, but how I accessed her account was based on information that Jessica knew about Brittany being her daughter so that she knew how to access her account. So if she could do that with the phone to help me get into the phone account, why wouldn't she be able to do it based on the passwords that she sees on her notebook or whatever? Because all you have to do, you know, is put forgot password and then it sends you an email and then you can reset your passwords. So that doesn't mean Jessica doesn't have access to old emails or something. Cause from what I understand, Brittany had a lot of different, she didn't, wasn't very consistent about keeping accounts. Like she had probably four or five Facebook accounts at one time over the years. I have an email address that I had sent her emails to at one point in time. I sent her an email and said, Hey, this is Chris. Here's my phone number. If you're okay. That was when we first found out she was missing. Cause I didn't know how else to get a hold of her. The, the message continues and says, um, you say she did take it to the police. I was there when she gave it to them, but I believe she took some, some out of it. And that belief is driven based on you not seeing that post on her Facebook anymore. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And that post, are you, the account that it was under was the most recent account is what you believe. Yeah. And see how I said, yeah, like the screenshots I probably still have in my cloud somewhere. Yeah. Because I was looking for it. I, I, I've still to this day been looking for it because I swear I screenshot it. And it says a Britney saying her mom is fucking her ex-boyfriend. And that's, that's exactly what makes me think that, you know, what else would she have deleted? Like nobody else would have a reason to delete that except for an ex-boyfriend. And he didn't, as far as I know, he never had access to any of her passwords and stuff. I can understand why why Jessica would necessarily not want this information to be public knowledge or not want people to like know this information. I understand that, but when you're someone missing, 
You don't want to go delete stuff that's even going to draw more attention towards you. Did you know, though, that she had been hooking up with Daniel at that point, though? I asked her. I did ask her about it, and she denied it. Now, later on down the road, she finally admitted it, but I had asked her, and she had denied it. That would be, honestly, my best guess as to why she chose to be like, oh, I don't know, like, about that, because it's truth, it's dirt, it's not good-looking, and it's going to make you look bad. Right. So she probably, right. my opinion, blew it off in that way. I'm still wondering if the post that you saw of Brittany and Daniel and all that, I know Brittany created the new Facebook page in October. Yep. The page before that, are you sure it was the most recent one? Or was I'm like it... 80% sure. Here's why. Here's where I'm going with it. As far as the most active and recent account Brittany was using, apparently that's what I have, the God's Plan account. Yes. I have that, and I'm looking through it, and I see all the activity, and I can see every phone that's connected to it, and I can connect it to every IP address. So I know who and when and what device that they were using when they reconnected to Brittany's account. Now, this isn't a print-off from the phone. This is a print-off from Facebook saying... Anything that's ever connected and associated with your account, here's a print off of everything. Right, yep. Jessica wasn't in that account. Okay, so is on that most recent, because I haven't looked at her account in a long time, the most recent one, the God's Plan one, is that the one that shows the abusive boyfriend pictures on it? Like, you'll know, you'll know when you see it if it is or not. I have the screenshots of it, and I can send it to you, and then we'll know then, but I will have to dig for them. It would be probably to the very beginning of it somewhere. Um, gotcha. So I have her comments and posts, but I don't have the image on some of these. I have the pictures of her of... I'm going to pull my laptop out so I can look at it. Yeah, I'm not seeing those pictures that you're referring to. Okay. I would say go to go to her Facebook account the one that you're referring to, we can find it that way, right? Yeah. Let's address the elephant in the room. Yes. Hearing Christina's testimony was concerning. The more I asked Christina for better understanding, the more I began to feel she was reaching. Not in any kind of malicious way, I think Chris was trying her best to put pieces of the puzzle together. She was trying to make sense of this just like the rest of us are. Just because Jessica passed the poly doesn't mean that we're going to turn a blind eye. I'll follow up with Jessica about Chris's comments stating, Jessica told her she got access to an account. One thing Chris pointed out was Jessica thinking that Ashley, Sheldon, or Eric changed the passwords because they no longer work. Jessica was informed this information by law enforcement. If you recall, Jessica told me that she followed up with law enforcement after dropping off the passwords. She had asked them if they had any luck accessing Brittany's accounts. That's when she was informed that the passwords had already been changed. As for the post Brittany made in October, we've gone through the Facebook download Ashley provided. We don't see the post Christina is referring to about Jessica and Cage. This doesn't mean that the post doesn't or didn't exist. We just don't see it on the Facebook account I was provided. Could it be on another account? Sure. 
but it's not on the account we have the data download for. In the next text thread between Christina and Ashley, Chris confronts Ashley, stating Jessica claimed Ashley had Brittany's passwords before she did. Ashley's response? Negative. Now, now, Ash. You had the passwords while they were still in Sheldon's possession, which means obviously Jessica hadn't picked them up from Sheldon's yet. Ashley was well aware that her and Eric had the passwords before Jessica. Remember, Eric meets up with Jessica after she hands over the notebooks at the sheriff's office. Eric doesn't inform Jessica that he and Ashley are in possession of the same passwords that she just turned over to law enforcement. Jessica told me that she followed up with law enforcement after dropping off the notebooks containing the passwords. She asked them if they were able to gain access to Britt's accounts. This is the point when law enforcement informs Jessica that the passwords had previously been changed and therefore they couldn't access the accounts. Here's the thing about facts. You can't dispute them. Facts don't cease to exist just because they were ignored. You never physically saw Jessica delete anything? No, never saw her physically delete anything. I never saw her get rid of anything. No. Chris sees a post on Brittany's Facebook page about Jessica and Cage hooking up. After Brittany disappears, Chris notices the post is gone. She approaches Jessica about this. Chris asks if she noticed the post was gone, and Jessica says no, she didn't notice, and doesn't inquire further because of the shameful nature of the post. Which of Brittany's Facebook profiles this was on? Who knows? You heard in an earlier episode that Cage had access to one of Britney's Facebook accounts. Could it be the account Chris saw this post on? One last thing. You may recall just after Ashley completes her polygraph, she says she's the only one who has her Facebook conversation history with Britney. The only thing she gave me was a few screenshots of it. On the car ride back to Chuck's, Ashley agreed to provide me the full conversation in screenshots. To date, I've never received them. It has to be, and I have to end it. Ethan and I head back to the hotel. I FaceTime Sarah to debrief. We discuss the day's events and make plans for moving forward. Leaving Michigan without being able to have some sort of resolution about the Hill property is difficult. Sarah and I had hopes of marking that off the list so we can rule it in or out and move on. We're confident that Mike will get the job done as soon as the weather cooperates. We have full faith in him and his crew, but we both agree this is tough. If Brittany's remains are there, we want her to know that we're coming back. We aren't giving up, and this isn't a farewell to the idea that she could be on that property. Soon. It'll be done soon, Brittany. While Sarah and I are talking, I see a call coming through. I answer. If you watch... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey. Don't fuck yourself. That's cool, bro. You can say that all you want, Eric. I love it. 
the easily recognizable voice of Eric S. Go fuck yourself. Why are you big mad, Eric? Next time. Oh, and hey, Raven. Check your inbox. On hide and seek. All right. Um, Sarah Jo uh, has an update on the GPR. Hello. Hey. Hi. You got an update on the uh, GPR guy? Yeah. They did it today. They did as much as they could today. There are three potential targets. Two of those targets are outside the basement. The two that are outside the basement are both suspicious because they're very deep. There is a third potential target inside the basement. And the target inside the basement is suspicious because it was excavated deeper than the original basement was dug. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Hide and Seek. If you'd like to take a more active role in the Hide and Seek community, come interact with us. Share your thoughts, opinions, and theories in the Hide and Seek Podcast Discussion Group. Find us by searching Hide and Seek Podcast Discussion Group on Facebook. The Hide and Seek Podcast is hosted, produced, audio engineered, and directed by James Basinger. Written, edited, and produced by Sarah Joe. Director of Photography and Editing is Ethan Schatz. Our graphic design is created by Jordan Robinson.